0: Hash Browns. Okay, you get the first match. Hash Browns coming up. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Welcome to the Not How I Remember It podcast, the podcast where we reread books from our childhoods and discuss. Uh, I'm Mandy. Uh, I'm joined with my co host, Jenny. Hi. Uh, This week, we're discussing the classic coming-of-age, The Outsiders, by S.E. Hinton, um, which, interestingly enough, stands for Susan Eloise Hinton, a fact that shocked my husband that it was written by a woman, Yes. and probably shocked me at one point, too. At one point, Um, yeah. But I think this is probably uh, publishing trick that many people have done i mean you think of like jk rowling right with harry potter and other authors that probably maybe leads a little bit more credibility sadly to their writing it does and and that's very interesting because uh this book was published
1: in 1967 and then jk rowling published in the 90s and she still thought
0: yeah you know i better do initials yeah so that was kind of interesting also did you read that and i i i'm certain i did not know this at the time well maybe i did who knows what i remember i remember this (laughs) book very differently which we will discuss uh later but um that she was 15 when she started writing this book i know wrote most of it when she was 16 and was published when she was 18 years old which was just Just a freshman mind-boggling to me
1: right i know that 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 was my, I can't even speak, I'm so mind boggled right now, still about it, but yeah, that's crazy that she was, you know, just a little teenager, right? And she wrote this
0: awesome book. Yeah, significant, really significant book. Significant, for, yeah. For decades, you know. Better word than awesome, but yeah. <laughs> my, my uh, 15-year-old has, three missing Simons in English. So I don't think I'm going to (laughs) go to a big publishing party when he's 18. I don't think. Maybe. I could be wrong. You never know. Yeah. So do you want to give us a little summary of The Outsiders in case someone hasn't read it? My book, um, again, has somebody's name on it. Ooh.
1: This time it is Tyler Borders. (sighs) Tyler Borders. we have Chris Lind from last time and Tyler Borders (laughs) this time, who... (laughs) Win the prize. Um, Okay. So on the back, it says a heroic story of friendship and belonging. Ponyboy can count on his brothers and his friends, but not on much else besides trouble with this. Now, okay. I'm sorry. But when I first read this and all the time I pronounced it socks, but I think it's soches. So I keep wanting to say socks. socks. That's not right. But I know that I'm going to break into that because that's what my brain thinks it is. Okay. Let's rewind. But not on much else besides trouble with the Socias, a vicious gang of rich kids whose idea of a good time is beating up greasers like Pony Boy. At least he knows what to expect until the night someone takes things too far.
0: Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, it's a nice little understated summary <laughs> right? of the book. So this is so funny. I I certainly read this book in school, um, watched the movie a lot, which we can we can talk about later as well. But I was reading the book and I thought, huh, what? No, I don't remember this part. This is not how it goes. so I had remembered this book like a completely different story. I remembered it being this romance between the like you know, well to do girl and um, the greaser Pony Boy, and that there was, you know, that people were up in arms about this, so that's why there was this big rumble, and then someone brought a dally brought a switchblade to this rumble that wasn't supposed to have weapons, and he accidentally killed Pony Boy. And then I read it and I was like None of those things happened. <laughs> Except I mean Dally did bring a switchblade to a fight that wasn't supposed to have weapons. But he just happened to have it. But I I was like, he didn't even really date the girl, Cherry. They just no. talked at a movie and were walking home. I was like, Pony boy spoiler alert, folks, Pony Boy doesn't die. <laughs> no, he does not. And he wasn't accidentally shivved by his friend. So I no. apparently yeah, but- was sort of caught up in the you know, boy from the other side of the tracks romance, yes. <laughs> that I have completely changed it. This So this book was absolutely not how I remember it.
1: Maybe in your mind you were like thinking of the movie and you were thinking of Ralph Macchio and Elizabeth Shue and the Karate right. Kid, <laughs> although nobody died there either.
0: <laughs> Maybe I did merge those. Maybe I you did merge those, stories. yeah. I mean, I forgot all about that. there was, you know, there was a murder of one of the the Soshes. Right. That they were, like, hiding out in a church because they thought they were going to get charged with murder, obviously. That they saved kids from a burning building. Like, how did I not remember any of those significant aspects? Right. right. You glossed over those. (laughs) They were minor details. I was just like... This girl... Fell in love with a boy on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> You're right. It may have been Karate Kid. Maybe that's why, might why I'm enjoying Cobra Kai so much. <laughs> this is sort of embarrassing to say, but
1: I don't actually remember reading it as a teenager or as a young kid. I don't know if it's because I don't know if I've blocked it out or thinking that, you know, because everyone really loved the book, and I knew that it had fights in it, and I, I know that I read it, but I honestly don't remember that much of it. I remember seeing... Uh, The Outsider's Poster and Being Mm -hmm. in Love with C. Thomas Howell. (laughs) C.
0: Thomas Howell. But
1: I honestly don't really remember the book, so it was fun to read it again. But it was tough, too, because it's such a beloved book. And as someone said, it's like the Holy Grail. And then, I, you know, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really a good book. But it was kind of – I felt like it was my English patient for, for from Elaine. No, I I liked it more than she liked the English patient. But I I wasn't like this is the this book changed my life. I thought it was fantastic and the insight that the author had at that age was really great. But you know what kept taking me out of the story is that his name was Pony Boy. Yeah. It drove me crazy. Like, why is that his name? What were his parents thinking? Right. Why, what, what is happening? Why do people call him that? Why, I mean, it's his name, but it, it kind of, it, I, I kept getting taken out of the story by my stupid brain, going, "That's ridiculous." Right. And soda pop didn't didn't annoy me as much as no? much no, not in any way. But Pony Boy, I know it's like sacrilegious to. Criticize this book, but I'm like, what? Um, and also that the line, you know, "Stay golden, Pony Boy." That's a movie line. That's not right. A book line, which I was thankful of.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fully admit here. If anyone has a yearbook uh, that I signed the year I read this book in school, I assure <laughs> you that it probably said, "Stay gold, Pony Boy." Which is another reason why I think I thought Pony Boy died because I thought it was a Pony Boy quote, "Stay Gold, Pony Boy," instead of it was said to him, "Stay Gold, Pony Boy." Right. So um, I, but I, I am sure that s- some of my friends uh have well pretty much any any yearbook i signed i wrote stay gold and i did memorize that poem at one point this is how oh oh, about the outsiders i was it was a nice poem. yes i don't i don't have it memorized any longer but um yeah so if anyone that i went uh to high school with is listening if you could take a picture (laughs) go ahead and scroll through your yearbook yeah, And you will find, uh, I'm sure, uh, my stay gold because uh, I was so original. <laughs> yes.
1: I, well, that's so interesting. And I don't, so I feel like I kind of missed out not reading it, or I did read it, but I don't think I, but not remembering it or being, I,
0: I don't know what my problem was. I, <laughs> I'll say this. I remember enjoying reading it in school. And when I read it this time, it felt like more like it was an English class assignment. I was like, oh, I got to get through this. I got to get through this. I got to get through this. And, yeah. and I kept putting it down. I, it was, it's not a long book. What's, a, again, like 180 no. pages or something? It should be one yeah. I could have just sat down and read. And read. But it, I just kept being like, okay, all right, all right. Um, so I, I think that's funny to me, too, that I remember, like, thinking so highly of it when I was in high school when I read it. And now I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It didn't, like, okay. grab my attention, but yeah. I know it's still read all the time now because my own son read it in seventh grade. So did my daughter. Oh, okay. And so then they still had, like, this whole, like, um, outsider's day at school where you could dress oh. up, like, the characters. That's really fun. We didn't do that. Switchblades were probably frowned upon, <laughs> but then they all they all took a field trip to the movie theater to go watch the movie at the movie <gasps> theater. So kind of fun, that is so right? so fun. And then at the end of the day, there was a rumble. no i 'm kidding.:
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it was banned. Right? the book was banned, just like some
0: states threatened to do. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh. So I did think it was interesting that um, when I was reading a little bit more about the author that she said that she wrote this book because when she was fifteen, she said all the books were like perfect or cute or immature, they weren 't really dealing with the issues she was dealing with Mm -hmm. and so that's why she decided to write it um but I think that was another reason why I had trouble with it because I was like I have a 15 year old like I you know like I'm worried about like you have missing assignments today you have track practice don't forget it's smoothie day in the cafeteria don't pick up forget (laughs) to pick up your smoothie you know and I thought but in all fairness there you watch the news and there are lots and lots of teens who are dealing with serious adult issues of mm-hmm. gangs or, you know, family loss and things like that, that she was discussing in this, you know, that sort of desire to belong, to be a part of uh-huh. a group that the gang was your family um, or is your family. And so I know that there are a lot of people that those are the realities that they're dealing with. Maybe not my own child at this point and but i did a couple times i was like he's only 14 what is he doing
1: right he's very uh very street smart Mm -hmm. those kids were well because they had to be right right but and i i like that the author really zeroed in on some of the um feelings of even kids today like okay so you're a greaser you have to act like this and you're a soci and you have to act like this because you're rich and then sh- is it sherry or ch- cherry Cher- Gosh, i think it was I'm, cherry yeah i'm not doing this book it's justice but <laughs> she even said my friends are too cool to feel anything yeah and and I've seen some of my daughter's friends, like, just go with the crowd because that's the cool crowd. Right. And, you know, not really worry about anybody else's feelings. And it totally resonates today. Sure. I mean, and I like when she said things are rough all over. So, you know, if you can get past the stereotypes of people. But I, I mean, obviously nobody's ever going to do that because right. it it's just a timeless generation after generation right. teenager after teenager it's like the exact same thing and it seems like there's no stopping it ever
0: yeah frustrating but always true you know i know when she wrote it it was realistic fiction right but now it reads yeah more like historical fiction just because of the clothes and some of the vernacular right, they the, use right but hair yeah. but you're right it's the same story of wanting to belong or like doing things that like that just doesn't make any sense they kept having these fights and what I forget what whose name was maybe Randy yeah pulled Pony boy aside and he 's like, Why are yeah. we doing this? No matter who wins, the other side isn 't going to give up we 're going to continue to do this and it 's like, yes, how do you break that sort of cycle of everyone like putting on this persona of who they 're supposed to be mm-hmm. and what they 're supposed to be and sort of you know whether it 's physically fighting like it was in this book or you know just being like mean to each other uh, yeah. you know cyberbullying as we you know see all mm-hmm. the time now. Um, yeah, it is it is sort of that universal story that, you know, even though they're wearing different clothes and, you know, had different hairstyles that, that kids can relate to. And I do think it sort of opened up a, a new genre um, of books for kids to be like, they can handle some heavier issues because they, they deal with some heavier issues, you know.
1: They, right. Their whole lives are regular yeah. issues.
0: and. And I think that you know,
1: one on one, a lot of times, like at school in a class or something, you kind of can break through the facade of the person. But it's when you get in the groups that um, the trouble follows. Right. She even said, I have an interview with her at the back of my book, and she alluded to the fact that there weren't many books for boys then, you know, and 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 she hoped that you know, boys would read this and and take it with them as some lessons and and you know just maybe develop an, a love for reading. Yeah. So kudos to her for seeing that that was
0: missing, you know, as a contemporary of the people she was aiming for. Right, absolutely. You know, another thing that I certainly um, didn't remember and or glossed over when I is the amount of loss that Ponyboy has suffered, right? lost his parents, right? His, oh, his yes. brother had to give up his dream of going to college to sort of raise him and take care of him. Yeah. He's lost friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh my goodness, the, just the significant amount of loss to just for him to even get through the day. I just wanted to give him a hug. Well, maybe not a COVID times hug. No. No. <laughs> A pre-COVID times hug, I'm a hug, and get him some therapy because I just was yeah. like, how can anyone process that much loss and not just be angry with the world? Right, and but he didn't seem—I
1: mean—extremely mm-hmm. angry. He still, you know, had a fairly decent attitude and made good grades and and was on the track team, yeah. and just kind of kept going forward. And, you know, his brother, unfortunately, kind of like in Party of Five, had to <laughs> act as the uh, the parent there. But as much as they kind of butted heads, in the end, it kind of was resolved. But his brother, Derry, was a pretty good influence on him to keep him straight. Right. You know, and the family could have absolutely fallen apart. I was kind of thinking it was remarkable how they kind of stayed in their unit and stuck together and everyone kind of did what they were supposed to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was interesting to me because I was like, oh, DCFS would have been all over this, right, if it was now. Yeah. And take these kids away from, you know, put them in homes or put them wherever. Mm -hmm. But it was almost like it was healing for them to be together. I also thought it was interesting that sort of breakthrough he had with his brother, right? He thought his brother couldn't stand him, didn't like him. He was always so hard on him. And they finally sort of had that breakthrough of his brother just wanting so much for him, like having so such high hopes for him. And um, and I thought, I, how many kids have felt that about their own, you know, parents, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you on me so hard? Why are you know? And it's just that that hard part of being a parent, you know. And Derry became this parent of him, you know, after mm-hmm. the parents died, to you know just want him to succeed and do well and do everything you can to push him. In that way, so that you yeah. don't end up, you know, like Derry was ending up working at the gas station, or so, maybe it was Soda Pop working at the gas soda station. Yeah. <laughs> Derry was a roofer, right? A roofer, yeah. I certainly wouldn't have picked up on that when I read it in high school. But as a parent, I was like, cut Derry some slack. He's just wanting you to do your best, and he wants you to succeed, and maybe, you know, get out of this cycle that that so many of their friends were in. Right, like get that scholarship and go to college and move forward and, like
1: you said, break out. Um, I liked Derry's character, and I, you know, was thinking, I kind of wanted to say, well, he's being so hard on you because he's taken that role of the parent when you have no parents. And so when Randy and uh, Ponyboy talked to each other in the car that time, Randy had said that his parents they didn't really reprimand him or discipline him at all. And that that's basically all he wanted was to push the limits and have them kind of say, uh uh-uh, uh, no, we don't we don't do that. You've you've stepped too far. And but anytime he did something, they felt like they failed him. And that's, you know, kind of I guess trying to be a friend to right? your child instead of a parent to your child.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that part. Yeah. That he was saying that's all he wanted was his parents to give him some structure, to give him some, you know, discipline to say, No, this is not okay. Um, and that's one of the reasons why he, you know, was the way he was. I also like that when Cherry talked about him Bob, this was the the soch who was um, killed (laughs) during that little, like, two-on-two fight at the fountain. She was saying that he, you know, like, you know, he was really good. He wasn't always good, right? If he drank or he could be a jerk, but he was really fun and he was really nice. And and I thought, you know, sometimes books, like, just write these characters just one way or the other, right? They're very sort of one-dimensional. And I like that she brought that up because it would have been really easy to be like, oh, the Soches. They're jerks, whatever, you know. Yeah. But she brought that in to sort of be like, no, you know what? Even jerks have some redeeming qualities as well, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and maybe there's some reasons why they're acting out the way they are. So I thought that was a, a good... Um, commentary too for for kids to read although I be honest I didn't pick up on it when I was a kid and I read that but I did this time, <laughs> this time.
1: <laughs> yeah no I liked that as well and until she broke down you know some of the socialist characters like Randy and then Sherry talking about Bob I did I was like oh the rich kids <laughs> you know and I was kind of against them as well and currently. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, yeah, you know, everybody has it tough, everybody right. has their own issues. And I liked how she didn't, yeah, like you said, make all the characters one-dimensional, you know, all of them, like Dally and Johnny coming from just a terrible broken oh, home. Oh my gosh. His parents were just, I mean, ugh, it's the one time I was thinking, you know, you'd be, you're just better off on your own. Right. Just, they're just, every kind of abusive emotionally abusive physically abusive just really really awful and yet he had a little bit of softness to him and you know you kind of think well maybe he can blossom into something with these friends that he's got right you know because he can see you can depend on people in the world and uh then he was a hero and then well spoiler alert he He (laughs) doesn't make it he did
0: not stay gold no he did not (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. I liked reading it again, even though it was challenging to get through again. I enjoyed reading it because I obviously didn't remember it um, the same way. And I just, I really enjoy doing this because my perspective is so different when I read these books again, that even if I do remember them accurately... I have right. just such a different perspective, right? With now that I've added, you know, additional thirty years on since I've read some of these, mm-hmm. maybe more than thirty in some cases. <laughs> and as a parent myself, right? I just I read these so much um, differently than I than I did as a kid. So I I just love doing this so much, even when I don't l- love the books or like in this case I. Didn't walk away from this one going, oh my gosh, I just, I can't wait to read it again. I know. Which I know I did when I was in high school.
1: You know, it was, it's such a book that is read worldwide and I sort of felt like I uh, failed the book because I'm not like, oh my gosh, everybody just read this book. You know, I kind of, I feel like I'm like, am I not, I felt disappointed in myself a little bit because I was sort of like, yeah, I really liked it. It was good. It um, it's a good book for people to read, but it m- wouldn't make a a top ten list. And then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make so many people <laughs> mad. Like on my favorite murder podcast, they were talking about it the other day. And oh really? How Karen just? I think they were talking about the movie, and she just like loved it. It was her go to, and I was just,
0: you know, thinking. Oh, yeah, okay, it's really good. But <laughs> yeah, it's not one that I would be like you have to go reread The Outsiders. Yeah. But I completely understand why it is still an assigned reading book in English classes. There are mm-hmm. so many topics to discuss for kids to yeah. to work through um that I completely understand why it is still a go-to plus again, it's like 180 pages, right? It's no Harry Potter, you know, checking mm-hmm. in at 491 pages. Right. So it's, it's really manageable to read. Yeah, it's
1: definitely um, a good book to read for students because you can read it. There's a lot in it. And then when you're going back through it, it's it's easy to find what you're looking for. Um, it's easy to write about. It, there's so many, so many... Uh, i'm going like this because everybody out there can see there's just layers and (laughs) layers and layers that you can catch and it's it's fantastic but i i definitely uh would recommend anybody to read it you know but um as an adult it wasn't my favorite book obviously not as a kid either because i don't really (laughs) remember reading it but it's definitely a to read book you
0: know yeah, and can we just talk about, I know because you just mentioned that um, My Favorite Murderer podcast talked about um, the movie. That movie, like, I, I, all week long I was like, oh, I, I got to get through the book because I want to watch the movie. But I was like, I will not watch the movie before we do the podcast because I don't want to be unduly influenced by the heartthrobs that are in that movie. But I, so I went and I knew some of the names in it, but I... Forgot some of the. They had Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe, Ralph Macchio, C. Thomas Howell, Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, Diane Lane, and Leif Garrett was one of the socias. No, what? I mean, central casting hit a
1: total bullseye.
0: Yes. on that one. And I don't know. I don't. I, I should, haven't done this research. Um, but to know if how many of those guys were in things before, but. I mean, almost all, I don't, maybe, is C. Thomas Howell doing anything? I don't know what he's done recently. Sorry, C. Thomas, if you're listening to this. He has done something, because I Googled it, okay. and I don't
1: remember. They're all doing, well, not Patrick's crazy, sadly, <laughs> so- but, I mean, they're all doing something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> too soon, even though it's too soon.
0: <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Did not stay gold. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: but I I had to look, actually, when I was <laughs> reading it, I looked at the IMDb page to remember who was who because the pictures in my head kept getting confused about who
0: was what character. Right. But they, they all have done so many things. Right. And most of them have uh, either incredibly good genes or they have found the really good doctors in L.A. Yeah. Because that movie came out in 1983 and there's a few of them. That don't look like Ralph Macchio, who's in the Cobra Kai. He doesn't look older than me for sure, and I know he's significantly older than I am. He he is because when he
1: filmed Karate Kid, he was like in his twenties. Yeah. And I was talking with my daughter about this. Let's look up how old he is. But he, I was saying, you know, he was definitely older than his his care. So he was born in 1961. So he
0: is uh 59. Yeah. So, he doesn't look fifty. I mean, I, no. he does not look anywhere close to fifty. I don't think. No. Rob Lowe, I mean, oh, he looks great. Tom Cruise, I mean, I, I mean, well,
1: with the Scientology, I don't know, but yeah, no, no, but whatever, even it works. So right? yeah, or the
0: Atkins diet, isn't that what Rob Lowe Atkins is always diet. hawking on TV? Yeah. Uh, and I love that Rob Lowe. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Rob Lowe, who will be in anything and everything. Whether it's yeah. a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial he, or a he is like, Murder of the Week mystery and Hallmark. He is such a good sport. Yes. You know,
1: and I loved him in Parks and Rec <sighs> he, when he would be like, literally, this is the best moment of my life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, Rob Lowe is uh my favorite of that whole group. Now, I think probably me, when I watched it, C Thomas Howell was my favorite. Yes, me too, um, but not anymore. But um for sure Rob Lowe is um
1: is But in Rob Lowe, po- we'll have to post this on Instagram. He posted a picture of himself yesterday, I believe, and it it was um filming the outsiders <gasps> my 18th birthday. Today filming at some show I don't know and I can't remember what birthday it was. Oh
0: my gosh. And he put
1: side by side pictures of himself. So we'll have to find that. We
0: are so on trend. We are so on I trend. Know. We really um, are. Yeah, oh he's probably filming that 911 show. Like Texas 911 or Austin 911. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes of it cuz I, I always like to check out whatever Rob Lowe does. He, he hosted some crazy game show. <laughs> recently he'll do anything he will he's awesome he does not say no um and I, okay
1: then we're gonna have to invite him to the podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he wants to read i don't know flowers in the attic <laughs> yeah oh he'll love it yeah <laughs> oh, perfect i'll get in touch with his yes. people this week okay so okay let's do it all right so um great i, I loved it um another um, fun one to re- remember and to read and, well, uh, remember correctly this time. Cause <laughs> I told my son how I remembered it and he just gave me this look like, yeah, I think you're going to be uh, in for a shock because none of that actually occurred. Wait, did you rewatch the movie yet? No, not yet. Maybe in the movie Maybe. they like romanticized oh, it a little bit more. Could be, could be. Maybe that's yeah. where I got it from. So yeah, I'll, I'm gonna. I plan to watch the movie this weekend. I think it's streaming on... Okay, I'll, I'll watch it, too. So, um, okay. so yeah, I'm going to watch it this weekend and see um, if it's as wonderful as I recall it being. And if yes. not, then I'll just go back to watching uh, Pretty in Pink or something like that. Yeah, For one of my other faves. That'll be good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you right. so much for joining us. Uh, for this, our sixth podcast. Yes, it is. We're on our way to 10. Here we come. Here we come. Mm-hmm. If you have suggestions for books that we should read, let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, email us at nothowirememberit at gmail.com. Yes. And our, our our book club needs to like our Instagram page. Yeah. Shout out to our book club. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time when we read a uh, another Classic from our childhoods. Yes. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Now that yes. we know that S.E. Hinton wrote a book at 15 and published it at 18. You can. Yeah. Kids, fan get fiction. on it. Let's pay for your college mm-hmm. with that book deal.